So in, in Matthew 13, Matthew 13, Jesus is speaking this parable in verse 3. He says, it says, then he spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up, because they had depth of earth. They were they would lay. And some in the thorns up in them, but good ground, and yielded a crop. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But we'll skip down to verse 18 because Jesus goes on and explains this a little bit to his disciples. And he says, Therefore, hear the people. When any hears the word of the kingdom does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he, he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares of this and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the ground, on the good ground, is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And what I want to just preach to you this morning for a while is check the soil. Evidently, the soil matters. So check the soil, and, and I'm not going to have you shake hands with your neighbor. Some of you would freak out. Maybe curtsy. Or bow. We'll do Japanese greetings. <laughs> Just tell them. Tell them before you're seated, though. Tell them, hey, you better learn to check the soil. Whether it grows or not depends on the on the soil. Do you realize that whether it grows or not depends so much on the soil? Not so much the seed. Because the seed's good, and I know. I know I've preached this before, and I've preached it in ways of saying that, that our job is to be the sower. That our job is to make sure that we sow seed into everybody, and we can't get caught up in analyzing the soil, because it's not our job. We can't control the soil. But I was thinking this, this week as I was looking over this and, and everything happening around us that I begin to look at it in a little bit different light and I begin to realize sometimes in my life I find myself being all of these types of soil. Do you, um, maybe it's just me, so I don't want to include you if it's not, don't get offended, calling me stony. No, I'm not. I'm just saying sometimes I find myself in my life that there's some days that some days that I wake up and, and it just feels like my heart is good soil. 
that God will just speak and seeds are planted and, and I'm just receiving and I will go through a season in my life where I'm just producing fruit and it just feels good. But then there's sometimes in my life that, that I think that God sows some seed and I didn't, I didn't realize it was a seed that was going to be fruitful and, and I didn't, didn't pay attention. I just let it fall aside the wayside and my heart never received it and I missed out on what God had for me. And sometimes I, I find myself that it starts out the, the day it feels like it was good seed. He spoke something to me. But then the heat of the day comes up and somebody, somebody begins to irritate me a little bit. And I lost it all. And it burns up in the scorch of my heart at the moment. And, and, and it never took root down in me. And I let it go and it never produced fruit. And sometimes it's like the, the thorns of life, the just comes and chokes out everything God's trying to do in me. What I'm saying is I think if we're honest, we've got to learn to check our own soil and quit judging everybody else's soil. And we've got to begin to look at our own heart and our own lives because I promise you God's sowing seed it just depends whether or not we grow with it. And our soil makes the determination. Whether it gets planted in and whether it produces depends on your heart. Because that's the soil. And I think as he's telling this, this parable, as he's speaking to it, he, he, he says, look, there's, there's sometimes... That there's soil that just, that, that it never has a chance. That I sow some seed around, and he's just scattering it. Like I said last week, he goes around, he's scattering seed. If you're not receiving it, it's not his fault, because he's scattering. He's putting seed on everybody. And, and, and there's sometimes, I find myself, I can relate to this, that he scatters some seed in me and it never had a chance. It never, it never had a chance. These, these are the ones that the seed just gets snatched, snatched away. The birds just come and just take it, just, just take it from them. And I, this, this is how it happens. And it, it's the distractions of life, isn't it? that just comes and takes the seeds away. All right, there, there'll be times that, that God will speak something to me. Let, let me put on, on to me. I'm not going to, I know this never happens to you. But there are moments in my life that God will speak something to me. Give me a, a phrase. Give me just something. It's like, man, I know God's wanting to say something. And, and, it, and it's just a seed, just a drop. Just, just little, like I, it just puts on my heart, and so I'll, so I'll, I'll go to my, to, to my phone, to the Bible app, because I'm spiritual that way. And I'll go to the Bible app, because I've got to do a search on what that is. So I pick up my phone and I'm looking like before I can. Oh, look, I got an email see who that's from I haven't checked my emails today y'all just bear with me real quick oh, oh my goodness as soon as I open it up there's like 18 popped up from a because I've got several email accounts got the church's email got my email got so so I'll check the emails like well now now, now, then, well, let's see what's happening on Facebook. Then somebody texts me right in the middle of it, just saying, preach it, because they're tired of it. Seriously, thanks, Brittany. <laughs> Get me back on track. And, uh, and that seed that he dropped, I just lost it. 
is that a, come on now, is that just, don't make me feel bad. What, what was it he spoke to me anyway? And before I could even, before it even had a chance to, I'll put that up, because I'll check it and she'll keep texting. And it's rude to not respond. And before, before I even had a chance, it gets snatched away from me. The birds, just, just the, the distractions, it just comes and it can't, even, it can't even get planted in because it just gets snatched away. The problem, and I, and I, the problem is, is that, that I only saw it as a seed. If I saw it as, because, because every seed has the potential to bear fruit. If I saw it as what it, what it has the potential to be. If I really saw it as what, what it could come out of that, I would have guarded it a little bit more. I would have put a little bit more, more interest in it. I would, have put, I would have protected it. I would have planted it. I would have watered it. I would have got it developed. I would have worked my soil so it could get down in deep because every seed has the potential to grow some fruit in my life. But the problem was I only saw it as a seed. I didn't see it as the potential that it had within it, I only saw it as this little thing. And the enemy saw it as what it could be. So when, it, when he saw that God started to sow, the enemy said, I better go get that. Because if they go producing something, I'm in trouble. So he comes, he saw it as the potential within it or I didn't you see every every seed in its potential that moment that God sows into you it's a moment of potential in your life a moment to produce something and when we miss the moment we miss the potential and it's not the seed's fault I promise you, it's not the seed's fault. The seed was good. It, it was good seed. If that seed would have been sown in somebody, somebody else will take that same seed and they'll do something with it in their life. Somebody else will take that same seed and they'll produce, they'll be fruitful with it. It's not the seed's fault. What, what listen, listen, here today, here today, what I'm preaching, uh, some, of you, some of you, God's dropping seeds, uh, and before you even get home, you'll forget all about it. It'll get snatched from you. Somebody will make you mad uh, on the drive home. Look at that person driving in the left lane uh, slow. Sure, there's only one car in front of me, and I can go around the right, but he's in the left lane, and that's my lane. And before you get home, you will have lost your seed over. I refuse to pass on the right. Where, where somebody else, somebody else though, will take the same seed. And here's, here's what they'll do while it's being dropped to them. They'll begin to write it down. You know what they're doing when they're taking notes? They're planting seeds. You know what, what you, some of you are doing that you're just staring at me? You are letting seeds go. Birds are just coming. I know some of you are high tech and you'll just say, oh, let's go watch, watch it later. Like, like you're taking notes. And we miss we only saw it, the seed looked so little and it seemed so insignificant it didn't seem like it had much in it so I just ignored it 
I just let it go. And I wonder why in my life I go through the same problems again and again and again and again. I don't mean to brag, but I saw this on TV and I, and I realized it's kind of true. This is like the, the tenth end of the world moment that I've lived through so far. feel like it's being repeated cycles again and again and again and again and every time we get scared and every time we get and God's dropping seeds and we're just oh and we miss moments and we wonder why we wonder why we go through the same stuff again and again and again in our lives Because we only saw, if we saw it for what it was going to be, if we saw that seed for what it had the potential to be, if we saw it as something that was going to be life-changing, that would take this moment and it would conquer this in my life, if we saw it as what it could have been, we would have guarded it, we would have protected it, and we would have let it get planted deep within. But instead, we only saw it as a little. it gets snatched from us but but he described another soil he described another soil and this soil he said it fell on some rocky ground and it looked like it had something in it it began to spring up quick but it had no roots down in So when the heat of the moment come up, when the heat of the day, the persecutions of life and the 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 effects and all around us, when the when it got hot, it began to just wither away because it had no root system within it. Do you realize he's describing burnout? You know what happens in burnout is when when we are when we have no roots and we have no fruit. When we're busy cuz it looks like there's something happening. We're and I think we've become this. We're busy people but not fruitful people. We're busy but we're not producing anything. We're busy, we're busy, but, but nothing's happening. We're busy, but we're not making a difference. We're busy, we're busy people, and burnout happens when I'm busy and not fruitful. Oh, come on, you can amen. There's no regulations against that. I know that hits you. How many times do I feel burned out because I'm busy but not producing anything? When I'm producing, I never get burned out. Whenever I'm doing, whenever I'm seeing something happen, I never get burned out. But the problem is, is that we get so busy in life, but we're not producing anything. And he goes on saying, here's why you've got no root system. So when it gets hot, when it gets difficult, when it gets, you can't go down deep and dig into some water, some living water that will nourish you, that will protect you, that will feed you in that moment. You've got no roots, so you're going to burn out every time. You see this in the church. When you, you see this in the church all the time. We can, listen, you're here in a pandemic. You can amen this. There's some rootless people that didn't make it here today. Don't call them and say I did. You see this in the church all the time where they get a little bit excited. They come to church and it's like, oh, man, that was good. Next Sunday. Asking the kids, well, do you want to go to church today? And the kids, I'm sad, I'm Let's go and work. Because, 
you know what he was doing? He was establishing a root system in me. He was establishing something deep within me. Say, well, pastor, I don't want them, I don't want them to resent church. When I'm, you better get them kids rooted in the house of God. You better learn to get some roots in them people. You better learn, you better learn that he is more important because there's going to be trials in life and there's going to be things that come up and there's going to be situations uh, and the world's going to panic and what are they going to do is affected on what roots they've established in their life. I'm telling you, you better get some roots in your kids. You better get some roots in yourself. Because when the hit comes, uh, you better be able to go to a place where I can get some nourishment, some living water in my soul. So no matter what I'm going through, I can still produce something in me. Better get some roots. See, we've taught our kids everything else is more important than God. Can't come to church because there's basketball when the trials of life hit I promise you their belief in basketball isn't going to help them I know this is Indiana and that's sacrilegious but if they're dependent upon the Hoosiers winning That side didn't like that. Come over to this side. They need to get rooted. <laughs> Gotta get some roots in them. It's gotta have some roots deep in if you're gonna make it in this life. And we wonder why we watch people in this pattern of I get excited and then I'm burned out. I get excited, and then this happens, and I'm, because I didn't plant something down deep. I didn't get rooted. God's saying, look, you better learn to check your soil, because there'll be some things that try and block, that try and make it hard, and you've got to work the ground a little bit. You've got to, you've got to take some rocks out of that area. When you, when you go planting what is the job of the plowing? I really don't know. Help me. It's a never grown anything in my life. I need to know this stuff because you can't buy canned goods now. So let me find a seed. So so when you're you're working that soil, it's digging up the hard ground, getting some rocks out. Getting some, making it soft, making it pliable, making it so that the roots of it can get. You've got to learn to work the soil some in your life so that those roots can make it deep down. Because there's always going to be things that come up. And if you're not rooted, you will fry, burn out every time. But then this one caught me. Especially this week, this one caught me. Because he said there's another type of soil. And it looks good. And it's growing. But it got planted in some thorns. And those thorns, he said, he said those thorns begin to choke it out. It grows, but it can't produce because it begins to get choked out. So it's trying to spring up. It might have some roots. It's trying to spring up, but, but the enemy's trying to choke it so it doesn't produce anything. He said those thorns and, and thistles, boy, it represents, it represents that, that it's the, that's the cares of life or the deceit of riches. And, and, and I'll, I'll go with the deceit of riches first because... Because y'all think I'm free of that. We tend to put that at Bill Gates's. But, but, but if we're not careful, look, I, I might not be Bill Gates, but I've got a lot of stuff I don't need. 
and through the law of the world, I would be considered really rich. And if I'm not careful, I will spend my life, I'll spend my life getting caught up in this thing will make me happy or this thing will make me and this thing and I'll work this much more and this much work more and I'll, I'll be going after this and going after that and all along what God planted in me is just getting choked. Choked out. I wonder how many purposes and destinies and people have been choked out because of a pursuit of riches, a pursuit of stuff, pursuit with the Jesus, pursuit of they bought a camper, I need a camper. They bought a boat, I need a boat. They bought new golf clubs, I need new golf clubs. They bought a bigger house. I need a bigger house. They bought a new car. Where do I sign? I just don't have time to put that kind of choke. Something small. Gotta check the soil. What's getting choked out? He said it's not just the pursuit of riches or the deceit of riches. He said it's the cares of the world. Other translations read it this way, worries of life. The worries of life will choke out. Isn't that true? Oh my goodness. Oh, get ready. We're about to preach. The worries of life choke it out. The worries of life. The worries. Not what is actually happening. You know what worry is? It's playing over what will happen. What's going to happen. What could happen. What? How many is that affecting right now? Oh my goodness. Nobody's sick, but they could be. What if? And it affects, what if, what, what if this happens, what if that happens? People, uh, you saw this this week of people in mass hysteria of just what might happen and the worries of life and, and, and Christians even where people are posting one minute on Facebook that God's got it all under control and the next minute they're posting, what are we all going to do? Because there was a seed God threw that I'm going to handle it. But you saw a little bit later that it just got at the moment. It's choked. I don't know if anymore under this pressure, under this stress. It's choking me out. The worries of life are taking everything from me. And I can't produce anything in me that God's planted. And he'll say something. And he'll speak something. But I'll focus more on the worries of life. And it will choke it all out from me. So I've got to check my soil and make sure that the seed that's getting planted isn't also getting choked. Because it's all around. And it will affect us. And God will speak, but we'll never hear because it's the worries of life cares of the world and choking it from us. But but there's also, listen, Jesus gave another example. I want to share this and let me get the worship team up. So I'll quit talking. Some of you are worried I'll keep going on right now. And what I'm preaching is just going to get choked out from you. I stopped at 23, but, but look at this. 20, 24, Jesus gave another parable. He said another parable he put forth to them saying, 
the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Good seed. But while men slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then, then the tares also appeared. So, so if the, if the different grounds, the seeds are taken from us because they're in the past, it's either snatched or it's scorched or, or it's choked. Sometimes it gets sabotaged. That, that you go and God's plants something in you and you've done everything right, it seems like. And when the enemy knows... I can't stop it from producing. But I can plant some other stuff around it. I can't but I'm not terrible at it growing. But no, it'll promise, but no value, no sustenance. I want to warn you that God will plant some stuff. And when the enemy thing got rooted, that that's going to produce something. I I've got to do something. He'll come and he'll plant. In the end, it has no value. It's probably okay, but it looks value to you. It it looks alright, but it's not producing tears and missing the purpose. And this good. So look at, and then and then we, we reap it, and it's we you How sad that we look back at this thing that looked good. I planned it. Born because there's a part of me. And then the end. That didn't work out. We're not sleeping. We'll change it. Oh, I told you last week to rest. I'm telling you this week, even though you rest, don't you dare sleep on your destiny. Don't you dare sleep on your purpose. The moment you begin to sleep, on your destiny, the moment you begin to sleep on your purpose, the moment you begin to sleep on what God planted in you, the moment you begin to sleep, the enemy will come and plant other things around you to distract you from fulfilling it. He can't stop you, but he can distract you. And if he distracts you enough, you'll never reap what God planted. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. I want you to stand with me this morning. Don't, don't sleep on it. The enemy's so good at distracting. He's so good at distracting us. And keeping you from fulfilling what God placed in you. But you gotta stay alert. You gotta check the soil. I know you were expecting God to plant a tree or hoping, but instead He planted a seed, and it's your job to guard it, it's your job to make sure it produces. Don't let the enemy distract you in the moment. I want our prayer team, and I, I, I'll need some prayer team because there are some not, not here this morning, so I'll need some extra.
listen, I, I felt this while I was preaching it, that some of you, God began to reveal, the Holy Spirit began to reveal some things that God's planted in you. Some, some things He's put in you. been sleeping on it and he began to show you that there's some things you begin to chase other areas you've reaped some things that you thought would be good and you realize it was a waste but I'm telling you this morning the master gardener and he is he is the master gardener I love it that when he rose from the grave, the first person to see him mistook him as the gardener. When Mary saw him, she thought he's the because he is the master gardener. And he wants to right now pull some things in your soil that doesn't belong so that what he planted in you will grow to fulfill what he placed in you to fulfill. He is going to pull out some thorns and some tears that's been that's been choking it out. He wants to pull out the thistles. He's wanting to pull out these things so that it will produce what he meant it to produce. And that's what he wants to do this morning. So so as we just worship him, on if if the Holy Spirit's speaking to Will you do something? Will you get out of your seat? Let let one of these prayer partners pray with you. Reestablish it. Get some roots down in this. Let it begin to grow. Let it begin to produce what God wants it to produce. Heavenly Father, right now, and Holy Spirit across this place, I pray, God, that you begin to water that you begin to pull up things that don't belong. That you begin to work the soil in their lives a little bit. God, so what you've planted in them will produce. God, God, we don't want to look back years from now and found out we spent our lives chasing things that the enemy planted and never reaped what you planted in us. So God, begin to work, begin to pull right now. We give it to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's come up this morning. Let him him just work on you. Come now, Lord.
God, that was given as a seed this morning. And God, plant it in hearts today. God, let it take root downward so it can bear fruit upward. Pull out of our hearts and our lives what doesn't need to be. The worries that choke it, remove it with our trust and our faith in you. The distractions around us, God, pull it out so that we only see you, God, working in our midst, producing in our lives. We give it to you. In Jesus' name. ushers to come this morning. We're going to do something different this morning and giving them. I'll be honest, this is something I've always kind of wanted to do. Instead of receiving offering, we're going to bring our offering. pray a blessing over your life and we're going to worship we're going to sing that again and I want to just just declare this blessing over you and then we're going to bring our offerings too amen bring our tithes in the storehouse and I proclaim over you this morning as a tithing Christian, the blessings of our faithful and loving Heavenly Father. As a tither, you're not limited to the ups and downs of the economy of this world system because the scriptures declare that the blessings of Abraham are upon us and set us apart and make us to prosper in all situations, whether it's favorable or unfavorable. So as the heavens are open over this church and this congregation, I speak this blessing over you. I call forth jobs for the unemployed, meaningful jobs with good pay and benefits, things that have been held up in the court, such as your inheritance, godly settlements, and other legal matters be settled in Jesus' name so you may have what is rightfully yours without any further delay. Those of you who are in your living as entrepreneurs or those who work in sales and commissions, I speak that God's favor be upon you so that deals and opportunities to excel will come your way. I call forth raises and bonuses to those who need them. I speak that you find money unexpectedly and that unexpected checks come in the mail right out of nowhere as a gift from heaven just for you. I speak the word increase over you. I speak abundance to overtake you, such abundance that you miraculously come out of debt. So that the stress of those debts will release your minds and that God's peace will return to you quickly. I now release God's blessings to go forth for you and your family because this is your covenant blessing. I bless you this morning in Jesus' holy name. And if you receive it, come on, will you say amen with me?